0: Hi everyone, welcome back for another podcast, another episode of Egos. My name is Rochelle Kernan, and today I have a very special guest. Her name is Alvira Gomez, and she is an energy geoscientist at CNOC International, and she is currently located in Bogota, Colombia. Hi Alvira. how are you doing today? Hi, Rachel. Um, I'm doing very good. Thank you. Good. Yeah. Good. I'm so glad to hear, and I'm really glad that you were able to carve out some time to meet with me. I know you're extremely busy. Um, to get started today, why don't um, you tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself? So could you tell us where you're from, maybe where you were born and where you grew up? And maybe something that influenced you while you were growing up. So something that maybe made you realize that you really like geology, geophysics, and it was something that, you know, you'd want to pursue in your career.
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for the invitation. I'm, I'm quite honored to be here. And uh, well, I was born actually in Bogota, mm-hmm. Colombia, South America, and I have spent All my childhood and actually university times here awesome Mm -hmm. Uh, I when when I just thinking about your question uh, the most important thing that influenced my character when growing is that I never heard never ever heard my parents telling me that I was not able to do something Mm -hmm. they consistently support me in anything I wanted to do I think that is important for a geoscientist mm-hmm. uh, to know that you do not have limits initially and um, other thing is that that was key in school because I love to be involved in a variety of activities mm-hmm. so uh, I, I did everything at school especially I loved the dance club <laughs> and the drama club.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Believe me, it's uh, probably weird uh, coming from a geoscientist, just to say that. But initially, I was more more into that. I, I love it how to be another one and um, and and to dance. Mm-hmm. So I that was the most influential thing in um, when growing up. Um, I think that incremented my curiosity. Mm-hmm. of of things in life and um to know new things um to um observe my environment
0: mm-hmm.
1: i always wanted to learn new things so that was and, and nobody stopped me mm-hmm. so probably that it's making uh the person i am today
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's that's so wonderful i'm so happy to hear that um I actually, I've had, I've interviewed a few other people that said the same thing as you. And it's it's something that I think speak volumes and it's it's amazing. I'm so happy you had that experience. Um, so I know you had mentioned that you uh, have done all your, your degrees and your schooling in Bogota where you grew up. Could you tell us a little bit more of um, the schools you went to? I'm not familiar with the universities there and perhaps um, explain to us what your degrees are in, and maybe if you have a story about your career path.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a geologist. Um, mm-hmm. I, I got my Bachelor of Science
0: mm-hmm.
1: in the National University of Columbia. That is a public university, one of the, I'd say the biggest one mm-hmm. here. I've received a scholarship for the entire career from the university that was awarded as part of the program columbia's best high school graduates from 2003 mm-hmm. and um, that was quite an experience it's a really one of the biggest university here in the country and that uh, basically spans your mind i i always wanted to start different things so in in the bachelor, I focus on three things. A mm-hmm. little bit of geophysics, a little bit of economics, um, minerals, mm-hmm. and on the um, petroleum side. That was all the three. was quite a, a load, academic load, but I love it. I've, I did my thesis mm-hmm. um, uh, of the bachelor. On the depositional and diagenetic model of some plastic and carbonate units of the Cretaceous, mm-hmm. in one of the basins here in Putumayo Basin towards the south of the country, okay. and uh, that was quite an experience. Um, here, I just found that there are some differences with the with the debris outside. We had a five years uh, bachelor that is not technical or technicians, so that was pretty much and. Well, in the past, we had to do a thesis, a practical one, not even an internship will substitute that. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, I think it's changing and getting more into the into the um, international standard, where you can uh, do not a thesis, but you can do an internship or a really short work and that will count for your degree. Yeah. Not at the time. It was quite a, a big thing and you have to choose it well because it defines... How or, or where you're gonna just approach to to get a job or mm-hmm. to start something? Uh, then I also obtained a master of science degree in geophysics mm-hmm. uh, from the same university. That was just uh, ten years ago that I started off. I that was a really good experience. I knew a lot better. So one of my advice to to anyone is that. Um, before pursuing a master's degree, just try to work a little bit. Mm-hmm. That will help you on um, then make a make a, a better degree. So, study things that you really like. Mm-hmm. Because only by working on those, you will know what you like and what you dislike. Mm-hmm. And um, then I was working on reservoir modeling through three decimals just statistical seismic inversion Mm -hmm. so that was done on um, on the Mamil group of Saskatchewan Canada um that was fully sponsored by Nexen Nexen Colombia Nexin Nexen International so that was that was pretty cool Mm -hmm. my career actually began very early I I, 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 you can tell that I'm quite active. Mm-hmm. So I started working on various research projects with professors in the university in my second year of university, mm-hmm. and in my fourth year I got uh, an internship with Canarian Petroleum, okay. Colombia, and. Um, then I went to do some Cuban, uh, some film mapping with a cub- Cuban company. Very good experience. And then I received when I just got my degree, I received the call from Chor Duetua, my first industry mentor, uh, telling me if I want to come back to, to, to Nexen, mm-hmm. which I did. <laughs> and I found actually my like a second home mm-hmm. here. I f- stayed working with the company ever since having different roles new ventures exploration development production little bit of um, new business and uh, so it's been quite a quite a journey probably I, if I have stayed with the company mm-hmm. for good and bad um, because <laughs> I have been working in quite diverse um, projects that I haven't been born. Mm -hmm. So, so that's, I, I would say it's, it's the key for a company to keep you. It's offers you different choices.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, so just for the listeners that maybe aren't super familiar with some of the terminology that you used, could you explain, uh, broadly what energy sector or what part that you're involved in? And then uh, maybe something. I know you said that you've worked on a lot of different projects. Um, maybe what has been your favorite project that you've worked on so far?
1: Yeah. Well, I I work in the oil and gas industry
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, with Sinopec International, um, and um, I one of the projects that has been just quite. Interesting for me was uh, exploration on shale gas. Very early stages, I know that um, when to talk to people working on unconventional, you say there is no real exploration in unconventional. You start doing a kind of development and and see how you can get out the oil. But happened that here in Colombia was a pretty um, new terminology, so we had to start creating a strategy, a plan, an exploration plan, just to see where the uh, sweetest spot we have. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like twenty thousand feet of fine rocks. And we have to discover where the sweet spots are of those twenty thousand because you know it is not possible just to have uh all uh like a really nice uh source rock or reservoir rock for for a conventional. So that was one of the um most interesting Mm-hmm. Uh, projects and uh, we were working for that like uh, five years wow. with the company. Yeah, because actually just for you to have an idea, they were sync clients mm-hmm. no seismic at all. Oh wow. Exactly, so you get started from the basic.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: go to the field, do field mapping, start doing the structural and then um, um, stratigraphic columns start doing that and um, sampling and then all the lab analysis that just go after that including but not limited to polynology forums uh, petrography geochemical analysis do anything that you can imagine with it, mm-hmm. and then the integration of that was the most exciting thing um, and that actually seem to be like any other geological um project
0: mm-hmm.
1: so that was that was pretty cool you know
0: yeah that's amazing um so did you personally get to participate in the field work yeah and oh, um cool.
1: with the strat columns uh-huh. something that i love yeah kind of the, the rocks i i if choose if I have to choose, I rather want to work on on sedimentology and stratigraphy mm-hmm. than in the structural. However, <laughs> yeah, it was it was a little bit of the on the strat columns. Cool. Um. So that was that was good.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's amazing. I I hardly hear people um being able to do field work in, in companies anymore. I'm, I was just I'm so happy to hear that you had that experience. It's it's really rare. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, Although, although, and and you're right in that part is that um, I was not accountable for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because there are experts Mm -hmm. on the field and absolutely people who have been working on the field like for forever. Mm -hmm. Well, they know better. But I, I took a little bit of part of that, which is which is good. Yeah, which was really exciting.
0: Absolutely. So within um the field that you're in within the energy sector, do you foresee any new trends or developments, maybe as we come out of COVID, but then also um, maybe in five or 10 years?
1: Yeah. Well, Rochelle too, to, when I just listened to that, I something that comes to my mind is that this is a question that not even international experts have been able to respond to. Yeah. You know, I, <laughs> <laughs> last year, you know, it was a tough one mm-hmm. for energy demand. In the first quarter of 2020, the um, eAA projected a decline in the energy demand, mm-hmm. which for the conditions at the time seemed to be so accurate. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. I was just checking the global review and it was like, yeah, gosh, this is going to be tough. Then one year later, Now they released a couple of weeks ago the global review for 2020. And we found out that even though it was an abnormal year, the only commodity that suffered a harsh decline in demand was oil with 8.8%. Okay. The other ones, like coal, it was only 4%, and gas was close to um, 2%. It was really low. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And one of the things that the only commodity that was um, to the rise was the demand for renewables. Mm -hmm. That was a positive thing with 3%. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, the expectation were that at least for coal was gonna be like 8% and gas was gonna be 5%. So when Chu started seeing why that happened, it was that China, even though suffered the pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, it was only for the first semester.
0: Mm-hmm. The rest
1: of the year, they just went into, let's say, a new normality. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it was normality. Mm-hmm. The rest of the world just shut down and looked down, and we are continuing into that. However, it was not something that was predicted at that time. Mm-hmm. So it's difficult. Having said that, there is there is an extended sensation that the energy industry that emerged from this challenging time will be different Mm -hmm. how that is the key question and it's um not easy to answer Mm -hmm. Uh, starting from the way that we are working from home something that if you remember was not even an option in the past now companies are seeing that well, it's not that bad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Jesus, people are still working, even if they are home. And you're just uh, cutting some costs on operations because of that. Yep. So I think that came, that arrived to to stay. And the pandemic also made that some limits and beliefs for just taking down. Mm-hmm. And that was important. And that's why there is not gonna be a way that we just come back to, to what it was. I'd say that five, ten years more companies will um will be will become more energy industry mm-hmm. rather than only oil and gas mm-hmm. industry. And that's happening. Measures are embracing the change. Mm-hmm. Um, understanding that energy is only one business
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that um when they have everything the same under the same umbrella they are more more powerful so that's my projection i don't know if that is five or ten years mm-hmm. um will depend uh, a lot on 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 how we progress we are in, not still out of the pandemic mm-hmm. you know some actually some countries are, are are really, um, hitting and are, are being hitting by, by that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's still, it's, it's, it's going to be totally different of what we have.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. I know sometimes it seems like people are like uneasy or maybe fearful of that change. But for me, I just feel like it, there's, um, there's so much opportunity going forward to create something um, maybe that hasn't necessarily existed before, hasn't been mainstream. So it, to me, I feel like it's, yes, a lot of uncertainty, but there's also a lot of opportunity hidden in the uncertainty. So you're right, Rachel. And um, besides, um, we have put a negative mm-hmm. um,
1: think on uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Uncertainty is good sometimes because gives you the opportunity. Exactly. So as humans, um, we, we are really prone to be fearful mm-hmm. of the things and we but we have to fight um, that fear of the things. I mean, it's normal, but we have to go ahead and do things. So uncertainty, at least in my case, it's, it's something good. Mm-hmm. You That's have cool. to measure that uncertainty. That's why probably I, I picked the just statistical uh, view of seismic inversion just to see the uncertainty on my solution. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it's um, it's could be a positive word mm-hmm. uncertainty, and you can deal that once you just relax a little bit.
0: mm mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, would you say? that right now uh you're currently living your dream job or your dream role or do you still feel like you're building toward um this idea this dream that you might have going forward okay yeah
1: i i i think i'm living my dream mm-hmm. but at the same time i'm building it every day mm-hmm. it's um because in my case it is not uh, my dream. Is not a place, as an a specific position or an a specific place,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? So I, I said that every new experience makes that the dream it's expanded or directed. Sometimes I take detours that lead me to the same dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, so probably it's because I love integration. Yes, I, I, I integrate. I like integrating uh, diverse points of view Mm -hmm. and ideas to forge consensus. That's what I'm really good at and I feel it's what makes me feel happy. Mm -hmm. And furthermore, you know, it's um, kind of organized, effective things or project. I'm excited about that and totally fascinated about achieving common objectives uh, and working with people, Mm -hmm. helping team members, to identify and develop their leadership styles, their motivation, and um, to assume positions that align with their unique skill set. When I see that, I'm dreaming.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's
1: my dream. Yeah, um, you know, and and um, I think um, I'm in the right job right now. I'm with the right folks that is not only associated with the job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I also uh, president of the APG Latin America and the Caribbean, and that is complemented a lot what I do in my job.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Actually, the experiences in both part um, are just complementing so nicely that I I really uh, happy to, to to have both. Uh, the interaction with young professionals and students mm-hmm. is a dream for me. Yeah. And has been really a trigger in the APG of, of uh, and in the in the region because I all must most of my activities are about that. Just yeah. to make them um, realize how great they are, how how much leadership they, they have inside and they can just project and and make up better work worth sorry into into their own community or if they wanna go bigger like the country or or the region, do it. Mm-hmm. So that's it's um that is really uh, a passion for me. So probably I'm I'm dreaming mm-hmm. and I'm living my dreaming for that and um being able to do all those things it's it's important for me. I'm I define myself like a
0: doer
1: mm-hmm. in most parts. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. And actually you let have a good segue into my next question. Um, so the students that you are mentoring, do you have any advice for them um, as we go through sort of this energy transition or advice around, um, you know, building towards your dream or, uh just anything related to that
1: yeah um it's uh first of all start by uh having Mm. self-awareness what you are um there are some role models for a geoscientist that sometimes university society just sell that is the right one Mm -hmm. and i i think there is nothing um more incorrect than that yeah. there is not no role model mm-hmm. a geoscientist can be anything you want so uh by knowing yourself and knowing what you likes what sh- motivates you it is quite important mm-hmm. motivation is everything in life so if you are a geoscience, if you are studying geology, geophysics, geochemistry, any geo, just sit one afternoon, drink a beer or a coffee, whatever you like more, or a tea. <laughs> and start asking yourself, what are what it makes me happy? What mm-hmm. is making me happy in life? Uh, talking to people? Uh, working on a lab? Um, looking for the environment going to the volcanoes mm-hmm. once you, you you define what is what it's making you be in the geo career then you realize okay now what I have to do to continue working on that create like um, a compass mm-hmm. in your career so if you're good for example um, in in public policies it we mm-hmm. need people like that so then you will have to start pursuing an internship with um international international agencies or probably associations or some public institutions mm-hmm. uh, to start building your career start building um technical skills mm-hmm. you already have the hard skills mm-hmm. because that is what you're you're taught in in, in the universities and then If you have the opportunity okay do a master not in pure science if you don't like that you can go and do a master of arts or business uh in public um governance or you can go and and see if you like drawing art out of the science also going to into a master of arts so that is important and create how you're gonna develop um, your career, based on what you likes, know what you what you think you're gonna be successful. Success it's a quite um, subjective measurement, mm-hmm. and really the measure of the success it's it's just personal, mm-hmm. and it is not what people say. I I have heard so many people saying what. Oh, this lady or that guy so successful look at him or look at her uh, good position BP of anything <laughs> or CEO and and then you when you listen to them probably you don't feel that they are happy yeah but they don't feel as successful as the other things think they are mm-hmm. right so so that's primarily me my my advice yeah create your own uh compass route path and and start walking it sometimes you will have to build a new one i i'm not gonna make a promise of uh, how this is gonna be sometimes it's gonna be hard yeah Mm -hmm.
0: but well at the end will be really worthy Mm mm-hmm Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for your candid response. I think it's so important for young people to learn early that you don't have to be like somebody else to be successful. Like you being your individual self and you being you is the most successful you could ever be. And to not try to change yourself to be like someone else. You know what I mean? So just remaining true to totally. self. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Totally, and the other thing that I that I I, I have always said is that um, you don't have to pursue a master's degree if you don't want to, mm-hmm. or a PhD. Yeah, I have met so many people that just pursue those degrees because they feel they have to. Yeah, and they were not happy by doing that, mm-hmm. right? Um. I've known uh, geoscientists that are so good without even having the, the master of the PhD. Mm-hmm. Do it if you want to mm-hmm. but not feel the pressure. It's, yeah. it's, it's quite important. Um, and developing your own skills, it's not um, for, for developing sorry for developing your own skills. There is no requisite or coin back to school. Mm-hmm. You can do it by training on the job. Mm-hmm. That is also an option and um, having options is important.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much for that. And then uh, to wrap up today, could you please tell our listeners something about I mean anything that you do um to maintain your happiness and your success
1: i i maintain my happiness by trying to do what i like the most in Mm -hmm. every occasion so in my job i i i'm just passionate to 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 sell projects to build cases Mm -hmm. so that's something that i'm really happy about i like integrating so that's what i do and um in the apg i i i keep my focus on students and your professionals mm-hmm. i love talking to them i have different talks i prefer the motivational talks rather mm-hmm. than the technical not because i i do not have something to share i i probably do with more than 20 years of experience but i know there are so many people really good people focusing different topics that i just prefer doing the motivational one mm-hmm. about what a geoscientist today need to know of the um, energy industry of the future sure. so uh telling them how they can build their career how how they can do it and there are so many options. so trying to to put down the limits mm-hmm. that a lot of students have so that's made me really really happy and success well rochelle it's it's a really tough work i probably consider myself success every day mm-hmm. successful every day mm-hmm. uh in different and, and and small stuff yes um it's not about money it is not about the title mm-hmm. it is probably uh whatever to do or how much you you work on um, Giving or making the world better. I know that sounds, wow, so big and so intangible. But it's it's more like in the small details,
0: mm-hmm.
1: in the in the small things that you do every day. I I I have to be honest. Before being the president of APG in the Latin American region, I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. I. But once I I. I was in the position and I started listening that by me being there it was kind of an opening a door for more women Mm -hmm. to to get in there yes uh so that was kind of uh inspiring for me like um you really can can change other worlds and you don't know you don't realize how 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 good and satisfying can be that and once you realize that kind of power um, to really like to 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 start working on it because it is when it is like when you receive a gift Mm -hmm. from someone and you don't use it Mm -hmm. so that is a waste okay so once you're conscious of the things that you have and that you can do you had a duty to do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that for me, it's it's successful, is to be a successful person.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much for, I know you're extremely busy and thank you for taking the time to meet with me. It's It's been a pleasure. I'm so happy that I know more about you and I'm really looking forward to seeing you and working more with you going forward.
1: Thank you very much, Rochelle. It was my pleasure to be here.
0: Great. Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you.